Hello, hello, hello. So we're back. We're back on the pod. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for the first time in like, what, <laughs> three months? <laughs> mm. Maybe not quite three months, but a long first time in a long time, it's just us. Mm-hmm. And um, we're catching up. We uh-huh. have barely been able to see each other. Uh-huh. So they got back to Australia yesterday. Laura um, has had a big success last night with the wonderful people of Sunday School, mm. National Gallery. Yeah. Yeah, it was chic. It was a really fun night. I had a really fabulous time. Um, I did another crazy reading. <laughs> oh, she's so crazy. <laughs> Thing she reads. How um, did you feel about reading something quite, that is quote-unquote crazy? Um, I... Before and afterwards. Uh, before, I, I was saying to... Well, I was, like, about to leave the apartment and I like holding this piece of paper and like running around and like trying to figure out what what to put in what bag and whatever and I turned to Drew and he's like are you alright and I was like yeah yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm just really nervous whatever and I get out a pen and I'm like about to scribble out some of the lines of the thing and he's like no 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 just, just do it just do it whatever he said and I was like oh, okay guess we're really doing this and um, I just hoped that and I said this to someone else who was uh, said this to live i was like please read your most deranged thing so that at least you meet me there um and then after i read it i thought oh nothing happened (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) rose mcgowan we all survived didn't we (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally totally um yeah that's funny so rose mcgowan so you're you're sort of the rose mcgowan of sunday school yeah there i said it yeah. Imagine how many readings there are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think? I loved it. I loved it so much. You were doing this voice that I've never heard you do before, really? which I really loved. Yeah, it was like, it was like begging. I loved it. It was. Um, mm. I don't like to beg in public usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was so great, Laura. I um, mm. I was enthralled. Um, yeah, it was so naughty. Another win. <laughs> She just doesn't stop. And you moved out. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's chic. Very chic. It's all so chic. <laughs> okay, as, so... As we've been saying. Yes. But we're really here. You wanted to sit down and chat about the stories that you didn't tell me from your uh-huh, trip. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to Japan since we had Vanity Project Terrible 2s. Yeah. And, and we had Laura's beautiful birthday. Um, and we had Sydney Film Festival. Chuffed off to... Um, 
Tokyo, Japan, and it was my first time going to Asia properly, and um, and went with boyfriend of the pod, and we had his beautiful birthday, which was all very chic, um, and yeah, we didn't get it. We didn't get enough time to talk throughout the trip, did we? Um, and that was hard, and I missed you. My life was falling. Off. I had some of the worst weeks of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly, truly. I felt like um, I had this thought, and I was like, I'm not going to say this on the pod, but I'm just going to say it because it's like a bit silly, and I can't believe I'm going to mention the Hunger Games, which I feel oh like I've God. already done before. Yes, you have. But <laughs> there's this like stupid scene of dialogue where the like the supreme leader is like talking to cat, is talking to someone about Katniss, and he's like, "We're going to make them hate her because." It's going to be floggings, and now Katniss is getting her hair done. And it's going to be floggings, and now she's getting her, and she's getting her hair and makeup, and floggings, and it's going to be a dress fitting. And and um, and they were talking about you know like torturing all the the poor people of the whatever the world that they live in, and and how Katniss is going to be like they're going to do all this propaganda to make them hate her, yeah. turn turn them against her. Yeah. And I felt like in in the last two weeks, at times that you were being flogged. <laughs> By life sometimes. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. And I felt, um, I felt bad to be on holidays. No, 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 no. Yeah, I I hate that. That's so sad. But But you're good now. Yeah. She made it out of the Hunger Games. (laughs) She survived. (laughs) We all survived, didn't we? (laughs) I actually knew that on the soundboard so bad. We need to get it. We all survived, didn't we? I love that. There, I said it. (laughs) There, I said it. There, I said it. We all survived, didn't we? Oh my God. Um, I have a few talking points, things I wanted to tell you about. Um, on the flight, I was listening to Red Scare for the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, it has to be like a year or something. Yeah. Which is such a trip, dude. I don't know if you listened to... I have to not re- listened to that. Yeah, I don't know, in at least a year as well. Interesting. What did you... Did, was there anything it was like that a, peaked your ears? Yeah, well, the reason I listened to it is because they were in Tokyo. And oh. the whole episode was about their no trip way. to Tokyo. You're kidding. They were there together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know what cute. they were there for something yeah, yeah they were like bragging about Hulebeck um that's lame mentioning them in a book <laughs> or something and um that's and so they were funny. they said so many funny things they said so many bad things they were calling Rapongi Rapongi and oh then they were making god. jokes about getting yeah. raped in public and oh my god and they were saying that you know they would how never they, do that I mean you <laughs> won't hear the word Rapongi come out of my mouth again again <laughs> after I just said it um there I said it. There I said it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there I said it. Um, and they were saying they were saying all this crazy shit about Japan, like just making these crazy egregious, casting all these aspersions and just like, and I and I was listening to it, kind of preparing for. Um, I was listening to it on the plane, and I was just thinking, I hope I don't sound like this when I talk about Japan once I get back. <laughs> So I wanted to do a little disclaimer. There, I said it. <laughs> there, I didn't say it. Um, no, this is going to be a very, you know, gentle, what is it, a nice gentle pod about... About? About, Japan. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was so bad, dude. What did they say? There are, like, no bins yeah. in Japan. And we later did some research about it, and it's apparently, like, an anti-terrorism thing, mm. um, which makes sense. Uh, but it's so interesting, because everyone's always talking about cleanliness and... Japanese society and yeah. like um, I think it's also like I thought it was something to do with like the like waste management system also is like you segment your waste into so many different yeah, parts yeah, that yeah, like yeah, yeah. you bring it home and do that yeah totally totally it's very like like Germany right 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like a recycling society. Um, yeah, so there were no bins, and apparently Anna or Dasha, I don't remember which one, got, like, food poisoning, and so she vomited into a bag, and then she had to carry her vomit bag around the city, and <laughs> love that image. But there, yeah, there we were, like, carrying around a lot of trash yeah. all the time. Yeah, And th- it's so weird, because the, like, um, the way that the city works is, like, you're constantly accumulating plastic, so it's kind of, like, antithetical to a city that has no bins. Right? Like, you would think there would be less so plastic. so many single-use plastics. Yeah. And I'm like, where do I put them all, you know? Totally. That was funny. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a weird way to start a trip, listening to those girls <laughs> um, talk about it. Okay, if you could do the flight over, would you listen to them again? Yeah, I absolutely would. So it helped, ultimately. Yeah, it helped. Ultimately, it helped. I did learn a few things. Okay. Um, I enjoyed taking a trip down memory lane. And, um, yeah. It was fine. It was fine. Um, go listen to it if you would like to, um, if you'd like to hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, so yeah, basically had a ball, mm-hmm. spent all this time at the Cento, mm-hmm. um, which was beautiful and kind of within the context of what we'd been talking about to do with nudity and, and, um, and intimacy and touch and warmth and bodies and skin um it was uh like very sweet to get a chance to engage with like public nudity again and in a different culture and cultural setting um i had some like really funny experiences in the onsen sento things i don't know what to call them because supposedly there's like some nuance there that i don't understand um i think sento is like public bathhouse in a city, mm-hmm. whereas onsen is like some sort of beautiful mm. um, hot spring in a in the nature, right? In the nature, <laughs> um, yeah. And I had like the most miraculous run in with someone that I that I used to know, which was so strange, Laura. It was Crazy. like I can't even imagine. Took me very much by, by surprise to run into someone that I used to do ballet with as a teenager. I wasn't wearing my glasses, so I could not tell it was him. And um, I, it was like he was like the only other foreigner in the in the bathhouse, and so um, of course, like you know, he s- sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and he walked up to me and he was like, "Are you Charles?" And he did like this oh, pretend, yeah. pretend double take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we'd actually already both spotted each other. Totally. And um, yeah, shout out Harrison if you're listening. Um, that was really, really strange. And I felt so, as I was texting you about it, I felt so pussy-facing the world to, like, run into someone naked. It was so flirtatious and, right. um, and, uh, and naughty. And, um, and I was very much, uh, practicing, like, don't use the hand towel to cover up. I was doing nudity. Mm. Like, I committed to it. Mm. Um, and... You have to, you can't shy away then. You can't shy away. Yeah, then you're doing fake double takes and you're... Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, then we caught up and that was beautiful. It was like strange to see someone like we we knew each other when we were teenagers and when our lives were very serious mm-hmm. and um and we were both, you know, on the pre-professional ballet um path and I obviously didn't do very much with that, but he um he's now, a, you know, in a really successful ballet dancer at the Royal Ballet, um, which is so impressive. Yeah, good for him. And he's, um, you know, traveling Japan on tour. Wow. And they flew out. He was telling me they f- they flew out, like, 70 dancers. Wow. 
So impressive. So impressive. Yeah, Do you know was... what they were doing, um, what production they were doing? He told me, I, from his tone, it didn't sound like anything super exciting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think ballet is, like, I think it's quite highly regarded in Japan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Tokyo Ballet is actually coming to oh, no Melbourne. Way. Yeah, later in the year. Oh wow! Yeah, should we take another trip? To <laughs> yeah, and then um, also like in contrast, like the Australian Ballet looks like the from what I've heard, basically just at work, is that um, the Tokyo Ballet like every single girl is the same height, no, like hips, waist, and chest measurements, and the Australian Ballet is so vastly different to that. So totally, like, totally different way of doing it you know interesting mm. interesting yeah i would love to know he was telling me about how diverse the royal ballet is and how everyone's he said you know funnily enough there are not not as many british people as you would think yeah um that's cool yeah which is cool he had a british accent wow how long <laughs> had he been there like eight years so okay, yeah kind of makes sense and i guess if you're like a teenager eight years wow maybe it was so weird laura yeah. like I, I, I just I actually miraculous it's really. boring to say how weird it was but um it's the single most miraculous thing that has ever happened to me yeah um and yeah that was cute i uh i was like oh my god I was on Struggle Street at times when I was in the onsen because it was like a thrill of going and, um, you know, practicing public nudity and mm. being like undercover. I felt very undercover in these environments because, um, yeah, I want to talk about it a lot and I want to like share it with you, but I was like thinking about masculinity my mm. whole trip and I was thinking about mm. becoming a man and, um, and engaging critically with like the way in which we see Asian men, we um, understand Asian masculinity as it pertains to effeminacy and mm. dress and, and grooming and all those things. But obviously I was like at the bathhouse and it's so erotic to me, like it's mm. so sexy. Um, and for so many people, it's it's just bathing. Like it's yeah. really actually about um, going there, even with your kids, you know, mm. and um, and like literally bathing um totally. which yeah I, I was i was i think i said this to you but i was like, shocked to realize it like in some cases like some of the places i went to weren't even they didn't even feel like spas they felt like an actual bathroom where people were like sitting in a bath and then shaving and you know like scrubbing themselves in a way that felt like a like a routine like a daily thing hmm. it was definitely not as spectacularized as we make it um in uh like just in our experiences in europe it felt very um very different like it mm. felt very much um a part of someone's routine mm. that was like normalized to the point of it being totally non-sexy but then you know you do get those few people who are who are also undercover mm -hmm. faggots in the in the bathhouse mm -hmm. and they're like oh the cruising uh caught me so off guard mm. and it was so direct that obviously i'm like getting aroused in public but I've committed to like a, a like a no towel sort of no cover up type of girl mm -hmm. and so I'm like getting a boner in, in the bathhouse and I'm like where do I put this boner <laughs> <laughs> Laura where does the boner go you tell me I didn't have an answer in that moment and then it's like okay think happy thoughts no think unhappy thoughts mm. actually what's the saddest thing you can think of which was 
which was like Red Scare or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Really helped you in that time of need. Um, and uh, and yeah, and so it was like this thrill of going there and 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 um, get a boner, don't get a boner, get a boner, don't get a boner. <laughs> What's the um, unafraid fighting. to unafraid to get a boner or not get a boner? Eat on it, shit on it, vomit on it, give birth to it. You know, put That's it in so a blender. Jack yeah, plastic bag, plastic, plastic bag, bag, plastic, plastic bag, bag, body bag, body condom. Bag. Yeah. Everything, everything. But it was like every time, every time that you went, you got cruised? Not every time, not every time. Yeah. The, the like, time that I went before going with, not going with Harrison, running into Harrison. Yeah. Um, I got cruised by the two guys and they were like competing over me. It was really funny. And um, it's, it's like a lot of different rooms and this place that I went was like luxe, you yeah. know, it was yeah. beautiful and it was big and there were like, mo- like, I don't know, eight different baths and like steam room, sauna room. Then you have the little like beautiful, beautiful cubicles. Like what they, what they're doing that I, that I didn't see elsewhere at other bathhouses in other parts of the world is that there are these like beautiful little cubicles and when I saw pictures of it and researching I was like what are you even doing these Mm. you sit on this tiny little stool in front of a mirror and you like wash yourself Mm -hmm. which to me as a as a um homosexual that also is so erotic because I'm like staring at myself and it's this like beautiful like circle yeah and everyone's in the background Mm -hmm. and it's just oh it was pretty like I I for the first time ever, I was like, I need to learn how to draw so that I can draw mm. the mental picture that I have in my mind of that um, that experience because you're not taking pictures. No, and in fact, I've like only ever seen those in illustrations. There's like this there beautiful book that I actually need to find because maybe reflecting on it will be nice for you. And it was like from, it's like my dad's from the 80s that yeah, had wow. all of these like... I don't know. It was like it, it was like a foreigner's guide to Japan. It's like pocket sized and was like beautifully risographed, printed and illustrated. Uh-huh. And it was like literally instructions on like how to sleep in a rear car, like how to pack up your bed, right. how to bathe in a sento. Right. So that's the only place I've ever seen inside of a sento. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because in my research, I like couldn't find images of places. Mm-hmm. So I was actually like reading on the blogs I was like mm. trying to get more information about what a place would be like by actually reading up on it because it's kind of difficult to figure out if the place is like going to be nice right yeah and then on the other end of the extreme you know I'm like getting the train back to our Airbnb from from getting cruised and I'm like <laughs> maybe I should go to one of the like the gay ones you know maybe this is the trip for that yeah and so I'm researching that and then I'm finding all of the um the gay saunas and on Google Translate they all say like don't go here this is a gay development place <laughs> gay like, development this is for gay development mm. and I'm like what the what the hell <laughs> and then I do some more research and the cruising spots cruising locations are called Haten Bar and it literally means like a place of development it doesn't mean it's like in some abstract way they're like talking they're like speaking to well i'm sure the same way that the word like cruising sounds to someone interesting you know translated totally 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 i never thought about that yeah i would love to know what the thought process was probably yeah, there well, wasn't no there, there probably is like some nuance to it but i don't know development isn't that funny know, it's funny i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed that tidbit and i did not end up going to any of the gay ones because apparently they're kind of like kind of dingy mm. which is like no surprise um but 
they like seem to all be in like the outer suburbs in like super residential suburban really? neighborhoods and people just start them up in their house. Like, which is so radical and cool. That's insane. Which I really love. And we should start a, you know, a 10 bar. Oh, pff, totally. Yeah, right. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I had a really good time. Yeah, back to those two guys. They were like... Because we're m- constantly moving between all these different spots, mm. you're like, I've had enough of this hot bath. Now I go to this slightly less hot bath. Mm-hmm. Just also, I felt so silly doing it all. I felt so, um, I felt like, oh my god, they must think I'm so ridiculous to be here and pretend to understand how this all works. Um, but there's no science to bathing. It's intuitive. No, it has to come from from the heart chakra, from the pussy chakra, yes. from the boner chakra. Boner chakra. <laughs> the name of our episode. <laughs> um, yeah, these two guys were like circling the drain, and I was the I was the hole of mm-hmm. the drain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet you were. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they would like I would randomly run into them at different steam rooms, and at times it got too. It, it was it was just stressful. It was stressful, mm. and I left like stressed because mm. I'd been hunted. Um, no, and I'm sure it was like you probably wanted to like outlast the predator yeah, as the prey, totally, but totally. then it's like oh, at some point you get tired. Totally, at some point you get tired. They had a TV in the in the sauna which was really cute. I, mean, mm. I was watching baseball. Mm. Man, I was watching all kinds of different TV wow. shows. Wow, and it's like the men's TV shows, the like the ba- like the ones. sports. I yes. was watching sports. <laughs> Which was really funny. I'm bathing and watching sports. Do not text. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was great. It was fabulous. I um, wish we could have done it together. But that was the thing about the city. It felt so like men and women were so kind of alienated from each other in so many different ways. Mm. I don't pretend to understand how, how, like, how the social... Uh, works in in Japan or how like men and women feel about each other but I was just thinking about it a lot because everything was so antisocial and our interactions were sort of so limited and and I felt um, like I was aware coming into it that like you're not going to be profiled as a as a faggot walking down the street like people are not going to assume that about you um, and I was so interested in that. And then it was really... It did really, it feel different? Did you feel it like... It did feel a bit different, yeah. What was the difference? Um, I don't... I, th- I would say it's as simple as... Maybe it's not interesting, but I would say it's as simple as, like... Like, Asian masculinity is, like, quite different yeah. to the kind of um, masculinity that we have maybe here or in other parts of the world. I can't really map it in a in a uniform way. Mm. But, like, it's it's got something to do with, like care and and um and and it has to do with different things like grooming and dress and taste Mm. and um and the asian men were so sexy and they Mm. were so well dressed and that was um so confusing to me because everyone looked like a faggot and then i had to investigate why that was i was like why do all the men look gay well because i'm like um in my brain i see a man who you know takes care of himself and and takes pride in his appearance and i'm like you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that so so interesting and um and complicated? And so you're falling down that that drain and that uh, rabbit hole of thought all the time in public. And um and the men are hanging out with the 
the boys are with the boys and the girls are with the girls. That mm. was like something I really observed. Mm. Just um sort of sort of a bit foreign to me, but I'm actually sure it's probably mostly the same here too. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> the yeah. The more I think about it. I'm sure if you were to like go out and map it in the kind of anthropological way that you do while you are travelling. On holidays, true. Then you might find the same thing, you might not. Totally. Was totally. it so how were you like observing this other than like people's appearance is it is it specific places that you're noticing these kind of like gender segregations happening or yeah hard to say but um like but at bars in the nightlife yeah or just yeah, more yeah. people walking in public people walking or? in public it's the way that people congregate and hang out and mm. seeing people um kind of i don't know but it's also really interesting because every time that Nicola and I tried to make some sort of claim or some sort of assertion or observation about what we were seeing, I was like constantly in my head overcorrecting it because I was like, I'm never on the street as much as I am here. Like, I'm never actually paying attention to anyone when I'm in Sydney in the way that I am when I'm on holidays and I'm like really in like, my ears are pricked up and I'm like alert mm. and I'm watching people yeah. in a way that is like only a tourist watches. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. I do. But also I think it's so great to attune yourself to, you know, it's, it's like, what, the, what do they say where they're like, just look up, like stop looking at the floor when you walk totally. and just look up. I think it's so important to walk down Oxford street with your ears and eyes open. Totally. Totally. Um, and with the same kind of like attention that you would, if you were traveling, mm. I don't know if that's like a bias. That, no, that no, 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 no. No, I, I agree. I was I was thinking about that silly joke about everyone being... Um, what's the thing about, you know, look at all these people having fun and not a phone in sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that in the, in the sauna yeah. while we are watching baseball. Well, that's the other thing, right, <laughs> is that you, like, you... I don't know, do you bring, like, a book in with you? Is no, that no. No. You don't bring in any kind you of, like, no, external yeah. stimuli, so you have to, like, make peace with the way that you're going from bath to bath and trying to be like, okay, I think that wasn't neurotic, the way I just, like, left this bath after, like, two minutes. I don't know, was it that long? Absolutely. I was, like, so alone with, like, whatever monologue was inside my head. Like, Absolutely. Of course Absolutely. I'm going to get horny because, like, what else is there to fucking think about? That's the knee-jerk reaction when I, like, don't have a phone in front of me think horny thoughts right <laughs> yeah it it's a lot of thinking and sitting around and um and time feels weird because mm. you're like have i been in this bath long enough mm. i kind of want to get out kind of always like itching and moving around and mm. twitching and fiddling and um so yeah so interesting on the last time i went i like went before going to the airport um there was this old guy who oh my god and the other thing was like I've never seen so many crotches. I've never seen so many naked bodies. Like, I've seen more Japanese naked bodies than I have anywhere else in the world now. I can say that with full um, sureness. And there are differences in the way that people are grooming. Okay, pubic tell hair, me tell me about the pubes, please. The pubic hair is back. Like, I've never seen so much pubic hair. That's awesome. There was so much pubic hair, like, yeah. full bushes. Sometimes I was like, damn, I didn't know anyone could grow that much. Wow, you No, know, it's like awesome. bushes that are hiding... A penis. It was so wow. impressive. Um, and there was some. So like, the hair is long. The hair's long and it's straight. And it's straight. And there's like it's like dark black. And when it's wet, it's sort of. It's like slicked hanging. down a bit. It's slicked. Yeah. It's like gelled down. Yeah. Um, that was so funny seeing men's crotches. And then I, I like at one point I did see a guy who was like fully, you know, baby baby shave wow. type thing. 
I think and that it is caught me so, so off guard. It's so perverted. It's, it's so, perverted. so perverted. I think a bush is. I had just, my healthy like yeah yeah like three weeks of growth type of yeah yeah which is so like I don't even care like it's like totally, just three totally. weeks of growth like whatever. No, I think um I think bush is good. Bush is good. Yeah. Bush did. <laughs> bush did nine eleven. Um yeah, that was really fun to observe. I also saw this guy on the last. Did day. it surprise you? It did. It did surprise me. It did surprise <laughs> did me. Did it change your perspective? <laughs> now, do I want there to be perspectives in this podcast? In the bush. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my perspective, I am. <laughs> um, uh, it caught me off guard because, you know, everyone's always talking about Japanese pornography and how, you know, pubic hair was against the rules. And so now oh. I'm contextualizing it as, like, this truly radical act right. to grow out your pubic hair. Right. when it's actually probably just, like... Maybe it's just more to do with like a lack of cultural shame around pubic hair, or maybe it's about maybe it's about laziness or convenience. Do but do you think like okay, if you were to like like have the same sample size of like Australian men, <laughs> like what would the trend? I haven't be like? seen enough Australian men's crotches. Neither. That's the one thing about me is that I have not seen enough <laughs> Australian men's crotches. If you want to send a picture of your. <laughs> The last time I did this, it got me into huge trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. We're not inviting um, those necessarily. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, there was this one. There's this one thing that always I always keep replaying this interaction in my head from when I was a teenager and I was at high school and I was still really young and I was not like really didn't have any like style to do with my between me down there so you know what I mean I didn't have I, I didn't have no a personal any, style yeah you know okay I mean? alright yeah and, um, <laughs> <laughs> what no it's just funny the way you put that I thought we were going one way and it one was way just... it was going another way it's going uh, south yeah real quick I didn't have a personal style yeah but there was this one guy I'm gonna say his name why Douglas Cullen there I said it now Mr. Douglas Cullen and I were at debating and he came back from the bathroom yeah and he said there was a pube on the toilet seat. Okay. And he was like... He was appalled. What the fuck did those people think they're doing having pubic hair? Pubic hair. You shouldn't what? even have any pubic hair. Like, he what was, he was his meaning policy was, was that, it, like, it should, it should be, be shaved. Waxed. Wow. It should be gone. It should what? all be gone. That is, like, the height Do you think of he's, he's... rudeness is to have pubic hair. So you think he was fully bald? Oh, he had to be if he was... Yeah. Or maybe he was, like, you know, maybe he was wishing he was bald down there and yeah. that's why he was but it was like the the animosity with which wow. or the what, what's the word I'm looking for the venom with which he talked about pubic hair was like scary to me and it took me back and I was oh like God. I can I, I guess I'm not supposed to have yeah. much pubic hair and then yeah. you know it, it, it started to inform my my idea about of course personal grooming about personal grooming about how we uh, you know imagining how someone might potentially look under their clothes and yeah, totally. what personal style they've adopted totally, and how that totally. style evolution has you know come to be and why it's that today <laughs> yeah absolutely there was a time where um there was a time <laughs> it, was, it was like <laughs> there was a time uh i was like 19 and i swear like for the whole year when i was 19 um, I had it as a love heart. Oh my god, that's great! Isn't that nice? That's great. Was it difficult to carve? Um, yeah. I mean, especially like. But you're really like you're. I'm very you're dexterous. Pretty good with your hands. So. Dexterous. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, quite dexterous. 
Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That was a part of my style of history. Yeah, wow. I don't have any interesting oh. shapes. Oh, okay. Maybe I should do one. Yeah, you should try it. I recommend it. you got to kind of grow something to... Yeah. Maybe I mean my growing it out type of face. Wow. Yeah. You should try it. Yeah. I'm always wondering, like, whenever I go to a urinal, yeah. which is like, you know, sometimes multiple times a day, um, I will always see pubes, long pubes in the urinal. And I'm like, my pubes don't just fall out. You know what I mean? I have to shave them off. But y'all are plucking them and plopping them in the urinal. It's... I don't know what's happening from, like, the body to, like, the peeing action to the urinal that's making right? pubes ep- end up in there. Like, it's it's stressing me out It a seems bit painful now. to think about it coming out. No. Well, like, you know, we do shed hair. Down there? I guess. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, as a general rule... Yes. Hair is shed. So, it's actually... Maybe it's about male pattern... Baldness. down in the crotch. <laughs> yeah. Which is a whole different story. And not something either of us have... Experience with? Experience with yet. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so obviously I've been thinking a lot about crotches lately. Yeah. Um, And? And. um, Good things, I hope. Yeah, always good things, always positive. Oh, that makes sense. Always on the up, you know? Yeah. Um, I I love that about you, it's your positive (laughs) attitude. Yeah, always looking for the bright side. We were joking about buggery today at the office, which was kind of a highlight. Yeah. Um, the stories I want to tell next, I want to be so obnoxious, and I want to be Go like, I want to it. make like Hari Neff. Okay, come on and now. Pause the recording and just tell you. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. Do you think they'll hate us? Um. What the fuck? Who cares? Who cares? Um. Yeah. Can you pause it? There is no such thing as a slut. There is no such thing as a bitch. Honestly? Yeah. Pretty raw. People can do hard things. You can do hard things. You can rip up and replant the forest to be a vision only you have. Sometimes being kind is hard. Since being kind can mean doing a hard thing. Sometimes even in the absence of kindness, people can still do the hard thing and be kind. I encourage you to be kind. Yeah, okay. very sorry about pausing the recording, <laughs> but um, <laughs> idle hands are the devil's playthings. As they say. As they say. And there are some things that are just for Laura's ears. <coughs> um, uh, we had this really funny time at the end of our trip where we were like, I had, you know, spent all my money I thought I had I had made all the purchases I had said this is the last ragtag that I buy some you know silly sexy slash intelligent clothing um and then you know we see a diesel store mm. and we're like oh <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself oh I didn't know diesel had stores how fabulous let me you know we've been talking about diesel in the pod mm-hmm. sometimes every now and then mm-hmm. thinking about dress and, and you know it's um taken the world by storm. Nicola and I are talking about, you know, isn't it weird how diesel shit used to be, um... So gauche and tacky. So gauche and tacky. But not only that, but it, like, it didn't have any social currency. It was kind of cheap and nasty, and and it was easy to acquire diesel stuff. And then, like, 
through some sort of fabulous marketing campaign, um, people have turned the beat around. Um, thank you, Glenn Martins. Thank you, Glenn Martins. So we go into the store and we're like in the first level and I'm just there to like look at the fit out and, and enjoy the, um, just enjoy touching the, Im- the things that I've been seeing so many fucking images of. Oh, but you know? of course. But of course. We go down to the men's section. It's like the craziest, most glam hall of mirrors to get there. And we go down and there's this, like, beautiful Japanese man working there. And I, like, approach this shirt and I'm thinking, what is this? And it, they've got some pride collection. Awesome. Going on. And the pride collection is, like, an incorporation of, like, all sorts of different gay images and f- photos and um, stories and quotes and blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of on these beautiful uh, garments. And, and it's a lot of Tom of Finland, which, you know, I'm highly susceptible to. Um, and I pick up this thing and I'm like, I'm going to go try it on. I go try it on in the like bright red change rooms. And when I come out, the, the man, <laughs> and he was like smoking a little cause I'm trying on the t-shirt that has all the gay porn on it. And no, I kind of sensationalized this guy a little, you know, sensationalized, scandalized. I kind of scandalized him. Oh, he was scandalized. He was a bit like, he was a bit taken aback, you know, he didn't know how to, um, how to feel about these clothes in his shop, which was so weird because he's, he's the one there. selling them. But I could tell that he was like a little, you know, confronted by the images. Wow. Which was shocking to me. Yeah. Um, and I come out and it's like, he's reset up the table, fitted it out for us with all the merchandise that they didn't have on the shop floor. No way. Like the really raunchy stuff. Yeah. That they like didn't so have on display. Fabulous. Isn't that fabulous? Well, I would be, I would be scared if my job was to sense who the right people are to bring out the jockstrap to. You know what Isn't I mean? That like interesting? I would be, I would be on tiptoeing around the store thinking is, should I, shouldn't I bring out the Tom of Vinland diesel jockstrap or whatever it was. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, and it was a diesel jockstrap. You're right. Um, there was no pride women's in the in the upstairs women There's level. There's no pride for women. It was just pride for men. Let the record show, just like the bloody flags in um, in the that place over there that we were in before. Um, yeah, it was so funny. He was also like this man who like in any other context other than where we were, I would have read him as, like, the gayest man alive. You know, mm. he had, like, the gay haircut and the gay hair colour mm. and the gay outfit, and he just looked so gay. But something about the way he was, like, looking at us and smirking and kind of... Like, I, like it was a little humiliating for us to Aww. be buying all these things yeah, in the fuck. shop. Because we had totally been profiled, and then he was sort of, like... He sort of found it hilarious to himself that we were like buying all these things. It was what? such a weird shopping experience. That's it was so bizarre. kind of hilarious, and I held my head very high. Be like smoking and laughing, and I don't know. Highly unprofessional. I don't in my know, opinion. If, but I don't know if he was meaning to. Sh- I I don't think I was meant to see him like smoking to himself. But it was it was a really weird experience, and I think he was like very much a straight man who was confused about how to speak to these gay men who were buying a Tom wow. of Finland jockstrap. Yeah. And he's got to do, like, the customer is always right, you know? Like, the yeah. customer is always buying a gay jockstrap. Um, it was, <laughs> and thank God they did. And thank God they did. Um, yeah, that was really... That was really strange. How bizarre. It was such a weird full circle moment as well, because it was like, you know, everything I had been thinking about, you know male style in in Tokyo Mm. as well and which is that it's like doesn't signify the same thing that it does in Sydney is that what you're referring to totally well it's like 
I guess it's like even more um, foundational than like, I really remember, I'm just weirdly telling stories about what I remember from high school, but I remember this one guy Mm. bragged to me once about he deliberately doesn't put effort into, like he deliberately doesn't choose to wear things that he likes so that people won't think that he cares about his appearance because then people will think he's gay. And I really think that that's how some men, maybe oh my not, God. maybe not anymore. Yeah. Because I think we have, you know, two beautiful brothers um, and we know men who, who care about their appearance mm. in a way that like it doesn't compromise their, oh their sense of self. But I... Their but sexuality. Their sexuality. Oh, it's bizarre, isn't it? And it's it also like in your kind of recollection of these very formative memories of, you know, masculinity forming, it's um, so crazy how it sticks with you these kind of like the 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 soft bed of like masculinity or 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 femininity or you know being sexualized or having this kind of awakening like Uh was so um deeply embedded into like our teenage lives maybe even more so than our young adult lives totally there's nothing someone could say to me about like um sexuality pubes or like wearing clothes now that I would like think about in 10 years over and over and over again and it would like yeah maybe not you know what I mean yeah I really other hope than you that <laughs> I really hope that someone could say something new to me not I don't necessarily mean something new I mean something yeah. that would like something that would change your my perceptions yeah. of um yeah I, maybe but that, that maybe is that what is, I mean yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean, mean totally by something new I hope that that something sticks Mm-hmm. I hope so too. Yeah, I, ha- I mean, I had other things that I wanted to mention. Oh, there was this silly artwork, Laura. Yeah. There was this really silly artwork. I don't think I told you about it. It was called To Cuddle a Goat, a Poor Grammar Exercise. It was at the this like contemporary art museum that I think is called MOT. Um, the artist was some Japanese artist. I need to pull up the footage. I think mm-hmm. I put it on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. It was like started with this chick um, printing out an image of an artwork mm-hmm. um, of a man having sex with, a, like, a goat or oh. something. <laughs> Let me just pull it up. It, it's, it's, it was deranged. Um, and I, I came Wait, into- yeah, you put on your story and I replied to it and I was saying, no, I think, like, bestiality and art is totally having a moment, like, through ecosexuality. Yeah, what, what do you mean by that, like... Well, I'm just thinking about a bunch of works we saw at Venice Biennale of, right, like, people right. having these kind of very sensuous encounters with, um, the earth. In particular, there's this right. one by Zheng Bo, um, this video work of these... Oh, where was the forest? I don't know. I want to say it was like somewhere in Scandinavia of these liter- these like six gay male dancers. Oh yeah, I fucking remember. Fucking the trees. Like I think about it all the time because That's it's just awesome. like what a collision of like um I don't know, like images and ideas and it's just kind of it's kind of silly. So silly, so silly. Like guys fucking trees. I don't I don't but at the same time, it's, I don't know, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful in the way that it, um, I, I think we should take every opportunity to centralize mother nature, uh-huh, you know, in uh-huh. our, um, experiences with, um, the sensual. Totally. Um, totally. now fucking goat, however, is 
a bit like that's a different s- I do, story. I do not think. Oh my god! Did you see that? Um, that like Penn State University whatever professor that was caught. Oh my god! He no. like. He was like on. He was like, <laughs> they caught him on CCTV footage. Okay. 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 And the CCTV footage was oh, no. was meant to be surveilling these bathrooms. Oh. You, you saw this? I have heard of this. Yeah, on like a on like a what was it? Some kind of hike, and the CCTV cameras were put there to monitor theft of hand sanitizer from those bathrooms. <laughs> and instead, it picked up like him putting down a camera. Oh my god. Wearing only. In this one article, I read a ski mask and socks, and doing it's something horrible. Socks. It's always socks and doing something horrible to his dog, to oh. quote unquote blow off steam. That's the quote that went on every. <laughs> I know. That's the headline. Yeah, to blow off some steam. Blow off steam. Artists are always blowing off steam. I yeah. really think this artist was saying she was saying something about some historical anecdote that she found on the internet about how the British Navy sent a number of goats wow. to the Japanese army as a form of aid during World War One. Okay. Yet the army were um, didn't understand that the the supposed aid quote unquote was uh, was supposed to provide the Japanese army with sexual, sexual relief. relief. It was like That's this Japanese awful. trick. You know what they say about throat they them. goat something or other. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> that is vile. The term throat goat brought up right now is making me have a physical reaction. I want to make like make like beep and um, <laughs> and run to the loo. Yeah. Um, yikes. <laughs> yikes. That's um, awful. So what? Were, she, how did the artwork manifest? So basically she's like printing off this picture. Yeah. And it's grotesque. You saw the picture. It's like some man. He's some. I don't Can know. Can you show me again, please? Yeah, yeah, I'll show you again. I took a video because at first my I looked at the video and I was like, oh my god, look at all these people watching it so seriously. It's yes. Hilarious. No, it's great. I was the, filming the them way- watching because he's I mean? like he's stroking like the goat horn. And- it was a female artist. Oh, she she's stroking the goat horn. Basically, you she's can't. so she starts painting this picture. She she prints it's it like off, a really beautiful like, and then she's painting, painting the cock on the picture of like a guy sodomizing a goat and like holding onto its horns, yeah, holding onto horns. And then she like is, you know, in a new place and right. she's with a goat and she's stroking the goat's horns, mm. and then she's like showing the goat the picture, and oh. you're watching the goat look at the picture oh and have God. this like it was very you know eo that Polish movie about the donkey. Yeah, right. It was, like, very much, like, somehow if you film an animal yeah. and you have some sort of lens to imagine how the animal is going to react mm. to something, it's always... Like, animals will always perform. I think it's something about, like, don't work with children or animals. It's, like, always work always with children. Always work with children. Always work always with work animals. Because it's, like, where the if Oscars we had are. a kid in this room yeah. right now yeah. doing this podcast, the kid would say some funny shit, you know? Oh, we my God, ha- way we be able funnier to than whatever I could come up with. <laughs> It would be such a relief to us, right? We, yeah. could, we could get a goat in here, and the podcast would be so much better. I wish, if only. <laughs> Can we get Create New South Wales to fund us a goat? <laughs> <laughs> we could use the Patreon money. By the way, you should subscribe to the... To, to the, the Patreon, Patreon so we can like get to, a goat If you'd like to, for in us to studio. use some livestock in the, in the basement. Um, <laughs> or you can choose what animal. I don't oh, mind. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be a goat. I no. like pigs. Pigs. I could see a pig in this room. I would love a calf. Calf. That would be awesome. Awesome calf. Um, yeah, it could go for a goat, to be honest. Well, go- for me, like, traditionally, it has to be, like, culturally, it should be a donkey or a goat. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. What's my cultural one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Anyway, I feel like you have like a connection with with like beautiful baby calves. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I I love cows. I do yeah. think that they're like. They're like top notch. They're, they're kind of the they're, they're top cute. tier of they're all like the animals. They're the cutest one. Definitely the cutest. I, and I have a thing for like, you know, long eyelashes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, of, all of the men in my life have enormously, um, you know, really beautiful eyelashes. Anyway, I digress. She's showing the donkey the artwork it's and she's trying to get so the donkey to funny. eat the paper. Oh, and? And the donkey's like... I don't want to eat that. It's very like, you know, feed a chicken a piece of chicken. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like something s- sort something of like... Something perverted, about, perverted like, about it, you know? <laughs> and maybe if she made it more appetizing to the goat with some kind of like... I know. Whatever they like live for, you know? Totally. Like, and then she of... eats the paper. Oh, because he did... Because the goat didn't. Because the goat wasn't going to eat it. So she had to eat so it. So she said, well, if he's not going to... Someone's going to eat this paper. Totally, totally. Yeah. And the artwork... Like, here she is, you know, feeding, oh the, my God. feeding the goat. And the goat starts oh pissing, which was, like, really kind of clever. And as I said, yeah, the goat it is, is always going to perform. It is, it is really clever of the kind goat. Kind of pissed to itself. And she's so pensive. Like that. And, yeah. She's really serious about serious it. Serious about it. And then, you know, it goes on to say that she compares the female body, including her own, with the presence of such goats that were involuntarily made wow. an object of male sexual desire and traded like goods. Yeah. And she says... There's a lot of projections of, like you know, the tragic implications of female sexuality in this podcast. Right. Like, it's, like, really dark and sad. <laughs> it's, like, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? But it's, like, shall I compare thee to a sodomized goat? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel in this room right now. <laughs> no! <laughs> you were the goat all along. I'm just that's kidding. That's so sad. That's so sad. Jeez, Laura. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and she says... She this is really dark. It is really dark, isn't it? Um, in doing so, she attempted to engage in a dialogue with the goat as an wow. other in the work. Two pieces of footage are played alternately in her room in Tokyo, copying a character caricature she found online in a sheet of paper, blah, blah, blah. Other one traveling into a field in foreign country in search of a goat. Yeah, it was like, it was definitely like the most offensive and, and wonderful artwork I saw. Mm. I really enjoyed watching it with other people. And mm. I, um, everyone suddenly congregated to watch mm. this video at the same mm. time. And then everyone, you know, as it was dispersed. over, just dispersed. Wow. Um, and I like, do have a problem with video work sometimes where yeah. I like struggle to tap, like tap into it because it's always, you know, it's something to do with like the start and finish of, of yeah. like a piece. It's like, it's never in line with how I'm, walking through, you know, of course. a museum, which is actually, I need to, like, liberate, free my mind, free art Free your pop, mind, you know? art pop, you know, free your mind, art pop. Yeah, there's an, actually another work that I'm thinking about now, just as we're talking about, like, bestiality and art. Um, <laughs> another one in the Milk of Dreams exhibition of the Venice Biennale. Um, I don't know the title or the artist's name, but <laughs> you walk into a red-curtained room, children were not allowed in. There was, like, a, oh. an envisioned later, like, permanently standing outside of this oh. room. And from, uh, from, through the red curtains, there's this, uh, long furry tail, and the tail wraps around the entire inside of this room, so you're all sitting on this tail together, watching these three, it's, like, a three-channel video, these three walls of, like, this it's like very it's like babe pig in the city but like if babe was like half if if babe was like played by a twink and Stop. and he gets like bought by like the rat king who like summons him to the underworld and like oh sodomizes him and it's oh all like it's God. all like 
like they're in like some like S&M club but they're all like animals I think the king was actually a seahorse and then there's something to do with like hermaphroditism <laughs> in there and he starts like spurting out like loads and loads of these like you know tiny seahorse whatevers I don't know there's a fixation on totally, um, totally. animal animal sexuality in art right now the last taboo, you know, it's the very, very Madonna. Last taboo. <laughs> it is very Madonna. Um, I think probably I've I've said all I needed to say about. Um, Are you sure? There's no. There's a lot of notes on this page. There's a few other notes. Oh, I got scouted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Oh my god. Fun. So where were you when you got scouted? I had just come out of like, oh Laura, this 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 com de garçon trading center. They call it. Yeah. Um, I think they call it a trading center. It was like the craziest department store and they had this, you know, whole level for comm and it was like a museum and I asked the ladies if I could take pictures and of course the ladies were like in the coolest outfits of all and wow. it was really major. I can't wait to show you pictures. Gag. Just the most incredible things. And I stepped out and I was walking around Harajuku and I had just had, shout out to um, Angel Robertson for giving me the most pimped, out Angel. out, swagged out list of recommendations. Awesome. Um, I had a great time and it is, you know, in no small part thanks to you and your um, your ability to... Um, pass that knowledge along because it was really helpful and I had like some fucking uh, crazy lobster lunch like to myself which was um, really decadent and like a bit strange and maybe not my thing but I enjoyed trying it and I had all this like fucking lobster in my teeth and I was very aware of like how it was all stuck in my teeth and I'm walking down like the Rodeo Drive of of Harajuku and um, this and I'm listening to you know, my music with my headphones and this guy stops me. Wow. And I like take off my headphones, can't understand him. And he's saying something like, I don't remember why he said it to begin with. He was like, hi, how are you? I'm, I'm, um, I like your, I like your personal style. He was, he was not talking about my pubic hair. Oh. Um, oh. Cause I wasn't wearing <laughs> Not yet. Pants. Anyway. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was saying something like, uh, I'm looking for fashion models. What did he say? He said... He used some weird term. He didn't say models. It was, like... It was something weird. And and he was saying, Oh, how long are you in Tokyo for? And when I said I was here on holidays and I was leaving soon, he was like, Do you have any plans to come back? And I, and I had to re-ask him, like, three or four times to repeat that sentence because I didn't understand him. Um, and <laughs> it was really awkward and once once he realized that I was leaving and I wasn't going to stick around he was like okay well I'll get your I'll still get your Instagram it was very like it's very like I I, I don't see I don't see this going anywhere (laughs) it was really (laughs) and I was really just standing there like let's keep this conversation going so that I can talk about it on the pod you know Um, it was so farcical and fake like I um I don't know how legitimate it was. No, I, I want to believe. I want to believe. Sure, let's let's indulge. He um, he gave me his Instagram, and he had like no posts, no uh, like this, oh. it was like this like empty account with like a username and, and like some followers. And I was very, you know, kind of, and I still haven't heard from him, Laura. Any minute <gasps> oh, now. Any minute now, and you're gonna about to be flown yeah. back. To I was Tokyo. hoping to just like quit my job back home and stop being a salary man yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. just become 
I just fell it. I model. just quit my job <laughs> and I lost my mind. You know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally back. He is back and I'm sleeping real good at Dead night. Um, you know. And, you know, we did have that run in with that model where we got trafficked, you know? And yeah, I, I know. That, that was story. so crazy. That was such a crazy story when you got model trafficked by a model. <laughs> trafficked by a British model. <laughs> I was scared for you. I know. Uh, I was scared for me too. But we had fun and, you know. Yeah, but we have fun. We, we like to giggle fun. and laugh. We like to giggle. We like to a good time and yeah shout out to those those people um, yeah. as well um yeah i i really enjoyed the trip and good. i learned a lot and i think i'm i think i'm maybe becoming a man which i feel very wow. good about um yeah so top so things that made you a man the pubic hair in the, oh, yeah, in totally. the center learning that it's good to have pubic hair yeah um, and then all of the all of the men there being uh, having good personal style so then it made you feel less bad about your incredible personal style totally I started yeah. to like um, hate myself a little less for having wow. such good personal such swaggy style. personal style <laughs> totally <laughs> totally um, and what else made you a man what else made me a man um, I don't I don't know I don't know what else made me a man but um, mm. I feel like I'm you're like oh, you're nearly there. I'm like getting there. I wow. feel like I'm gonna. I feel like you set out to do at that it. at the beginning of the year, and like I it, made a point it, of it, didn't and I? that somehow, in a way, you probably didn't expect took you, you know, did a bit no, of that for you. No. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I was I was seeking to rectify hmm. my. It sounds so much like a rectum. Rectify my relationship with masculinity because I have been nurturing my relationship with femininity for so mm. long. And you know, I was having my trans panic last year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Not about anybody else, but by myself. <laughs> <laughs> we were, you know, we were in the <laughs> mobile. Yeah, and we we're in were the <laughs> trenches. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to bleep that. I don't. I will, I will bleep it. Don't worry. I will. I will. But they're gonna figure it out, Laura. No. People have been figuring things out. I don't like it when they. I would like. It to I would like to keep the anonymity on, please. <laughs> oh man, the anonymity of I the feel podcast. like yeah, <laughs> exactly. Retchikla. Retchikla. How Hard are you feeling? No. How are you feeling about um about uh, all about. of the exciting things we're gonna do as Vanity oh. Project coming up? All the exciting things you're gonna achieve <laughs> in the next few months. Oh, get ready, guys, because it's about to it. get very. Very, uh, there's gonna be a lot more vanity project wow. where that came from. Wow, wow, yeah. I can't even, I can't speak to that. Yeah, how do you feel about it? I feel good, I feel excited. Yeah. We've got a new, new velocity, and um, very proud of what we achieved in June. Looking mm. forward to July and what we're gonna achieve. Um, and I hope, and we get to live closer to each other now, mm. which is so exciting. I hope we get to. Have more sleepovers. I know. Yeah, me too. Talk about pubes more. Yeah. <laughs> I still have a lot more to say. You still have a lot more to say. Um, I feel like it's very, like, um, the final frontier of our friendship is, like, you know, oh, my God, how did you get that amazing <laughs> um, shape <laughs> with your pubes? And it's like, oh, yeah, Laura did it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, they wish. They, they wish, wish. They wish. They're I felt like that it, last night. For it, dying for it. I f- uh, like. Oh, um, yeah. With your reading, I was like, oh, the way people are gonna <laughs> make all kinds of. I know. I know. I, I love it. We're gonna have to like believe the cut this bit out again. But I was like, Faye, like people are gonna start saying Laura's desperate. 
I was oh. desperate. And Faye was like, I don't think you have to worry about that. I think actually what you should be worrying about is that everyone thinks you and Charles are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Faye loves uh, to indulge in that. Faye was being so like... More than anyone. Faye was like, made a point last night of being like, Charles, can I ask you a personal question? And I was like, sure. And they were like, what's the craziest thing you did on your holiday? And they were looking at me like they knew the answer already. I was like, I haven't even told Laura. How does Faye know all my secrets that I'm going to not tell on the pod? Because my plan, I'm sorry, everyone, my plan was always to wait until I I could record with Laura and then not not actually record it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because I just wanted to, you know, hang out with you. Um, Mm. But yeah, Faye, knowing that What the fuck did Faye know? Where they somehow know something about me that I don't even know myself. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Faye, I'm going to ask Faye when I see them. Am I a man? (laughs) Uh, We have fun. Don't we? Don't we have fun? Above all. Above all. Still, we free fall. Um, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Should we seal it with a lemon kiss? Mm. Kiss me at the end of every podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know that part that I put on my story, like... I didn't even listen to it. You didn't know it. it was coming. And I put it on. Yeah. No, I, I, I knew that part was coming, but I was just <gasps> recording a section and I just put it on, on Instagram. And then when I listened back to it at the end of the night with the sound up, I was like, ah, uh, that is some serendipity. Yeah. Coincidence yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. only with you. Mm-hmm. Love you. All right. I love you. Bye. You Bye. Me, but I do what I want. Don't give a fuck at all. Looking for something When it comes time to eat You better start to run when I call Cause I know that you don't really